Welcome to the Bayside Church Weekly Message audio podcast, Frankston. So today, we come to the floodgates of heaven. The floodgates of heaven. What a title for a message. But first of all, I remember a minister getting up once and he said, uh, before I say anything, I just want to say a few words. So that's what I want to do today. I just want to explain something very quickly, family. Pastor Rob sent me his notes for today because he wants all of us to major on the incredible importance of giving. That's just been very well underlined by Jay, but he wants more. It's a tremendous subject because for us, family, born again, spirit-filled, on-fire Christians, giving is living. I've always looked upon giving in a three-way effort. Giving involves our time, our talents, and our treasures. But this morning, I'm afraid we've only got time for number three, our treasures. In the early days of the 70s, we used to sing a chorus. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Jesus. Alice is cringing. I surrender. I surrender all. And that's beautiful, that's it. I surrender all. Can you imagine getting up and singing, I surrender a tenth. I surrender a tenth. A tenth to Jesus. I surrender. I surrender a tenth. Rubbish, absolute rubbish. I like I surrender all because it depicts the depth of Jesus' love for us He gave his all for us. Otherwise, we wouldn't be sitting here this morning as lovers of the Lord Jesus Christ and children of God. God desires, God declares, sorry, God declares his weariness through the prophet Malachi because his people weren't even giving a tenth. Let's take a peek at the background of the prophet Malachi. Malachi in Hebrew just simply means messenger. The first zeal demonstrated by the original returnees had lapsed as the people moved into Israel. And the people had settled down. And things had happened. And they became worried. And with worry comes decline. A modern illustration of that is the second law of thermodynamics. Thermodynamics. Uh, It's a fact. If you leave a garden, it goes from order to disorder. You've no need to nurture weeds. Actually, Alice won't let me do the gardening 
I don't know the difference between the flower and the weed. They all come up. <laughs> if you leave a house, it goes from order to disorder. And there's an illustration here in prayer and fasting. Once we stop praying, once we stop fasting, our lives too will go from order to disorder. And as Jay pointed out, so does our heart and our spirit. And in Malachi, God gets him to point out a number of ways in which the people were totally displeasing God. Number one, they were marrying wives outside the Jewish community. And this was introducing ideas that were contrary to Judaism. Secondly, they were divorcing their aging wives so they could marry younger ones. Malachi 2, verses 10 to 11. Trade in for a younger model. And that was happening 2,500 years ago. What's halted? Same with men, you know, and they're like me. Some of them are a bit ashamed of having the top here. Uh, so they get a, a toupee. A toupee. Some like to drive a big car, so they get a, a coupe. We don't matter toupee or coupe, you've got toupee. <laughs> they were being careless in their offerings. They were failing to pay their tithes. And they were being neglectful toward the poor. Family, overall, things were not going very well. And so God sends Israel this messenger, Malachi, to remind them of his love, his grace, and his expectations, just like any good parent would. Here, surely, we can begin to see, even back there, and it hasn't decreased, it's increased, the beautiful heart of God's love for you and for me. Malachi was written approximately 420 BC. And then there were 400 silent years. The years between Malachi and Jesus. And this was God's last word in Malachi. His last word before his last word. And his last word was in John and Hebrews. And the prophecy is set out as a series of questions and answers. So I want you to turn with me to Malachi chapter 1. Yeah, that's all right, I suppose. I want you to turn with me to Malachi chapter 1. Nah, you're learning. Verse 7. You place defiled food on my altar. But you ask, how have we defiled you? By saying that the Lord's table is contemptible. When you bring blind animals for sacrifice, 
Is that not wrong? When you sacrifice crippled or diseased animals, is that not wrong? Try offering them to your governor. I like that bit. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you, says the Lord Almighty? And what's the answer? A very definite negative. And then verses, still in Malachi 1, 12 and 13. You profane my name by saying of the Lord's table, it is defiled, and of its food it is contemptible. And you say, what a burden. And you sniff at it contemptuously, says the Lord. What a burden. Oh, dear. Alice gave her life to the Lord when she was three and a half. Has it been a burden, darling? Only since she married me. Because <laughs> I wasn't a Christian when she married me. I was in the Navy, up in Scotland, and I got back on a, down on a short weekend. I got into where we lived in Nottingham, in the middle of England, about six o'clock in the morning. I had to leave at nine o'clock at night, and she was in the choir. She was in Holy Communion, morning service and evening service. I wanted to see her, I had to go to church. And she said, thank you, God, you sent me a Christian. I was no more a Christian than this piece of furniture here. But there you are. Um, where did we get? Oh, yes, Malachi. Uh, another illustration. People send all sorts of things. Um, Rob mentioned last night they were asking for jigsaws for our forever home. And people were giving jigsaws with pieces missing. Rod had somebody on the platform yesterday. Alice said, uh, should we do it? I said, no, no, I think they'll get the message. Um, things that have been taken out of St. Vincent bins. Socks, both of them odd, colors. Shirts with no sleeves. Pants with holes in them. Family, when we give, no matter what, and especially give to God, let's make sure that what we give is good and in good condition maybe even better than what we wear ourselves, what we use ourselves. And then turn over to Malachi, two, uh, Malachi 3. Malachi 3, starting at verse 1. See, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. That was John the Baptist. Then suddenly, the Lord you are seeking, our Lord Jesus, the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? 
who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify. The word there in the Hebrew, he will get the stain out of. He will make absolutely pure the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Now, we are God's people. God is refining us. And I've found personally, Alice and I personally, have found one of the interesting things about refining is not having a lot of cash. You don't have to have a lot of cash. Then, reading on, then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness. And the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord as in days gone by, as in former years. So, says God, listen, I will come to put you on trial. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, perjurers, against those who defraud laborers of their wages, who oppress the widows and the widowsons and the fatherless, and deprive the foreigners among you of justice. But do not fear me, says the Lord Almighty. See, I love the Lord. What he does, he does lovingly. And he goes on to say, I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors before you have turned away from decrees and have not kept them, return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? Will a mere mortal rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are, you rob how are we robbing you? In tithes and offerings. Tithes and offerings. This is how we return our thanks to God in tithes and offerings. So what's the difference between a tithe and an offering? Well, a tithe is a tenth. And in the Hebrew, it was the first tenth. And it still is the first tenth. As we show our love for God, the first tenth of what we earn is an offering to God. Then, after the tenth, there is the offering. And that is a present. There's a difference between a tithe, which is God's, and a present. Now look, just, just say here, Alice, you didn't like to come up. I've got a present for you, Lon. Something special. Something you've wanted for a long time. 
oh, you don't know what this costs me. I tell you. Now, here you are, my darling. It's not your birthday. This is an unbirthday present. That's all right, my love. You can give me a kiss if you want. Okay. Yeah, open it now. They want to see what it is. Oh, this is going to surprise her, this is. What, what, what's wrong? What are you talking about? This is mine. It's what? <laughs> this is mine. Oh, I didn't think you'd miss it. <laughs> Where did you See? get that from? I've got it from your wardrobe. <laughs> A present. You can too. I mean, how do you feel God feels when you give him back what belongs to him anyway? Yeah? Have you ever thought of it like that? That's the tithe. That's the tithe. Then, then, there comes the present. Then there comes the offering. The result of getting it right, tithes and offerings, is twofold. First of all, it's a community responsibility. Would you look at verses 9 and the first part of verse 10? You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you're robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. You're under a curse, says God. It's the way we discipline our kids. If they did something wrong, and they often did, and I did when I was young, I always got into trouble. Say, I told a lie. Well, my mother would correct me by telling me it was wrong not to tell the truth. Charles, always tell the truth. Always tell the truth. I never, ever remember her getting mad. Dad did but not mum. I never remember her getting mad and saying, you're a liar. No. She just told me that I wasn't telling the truth and that was wrong. You see, the curse, God says you are under a curse. And the curse addresses the behavior rather than the person. Do you see the difference? The whole nation, Israel, the whole tithe, same Hebrew word, storehouse, the temple, that there may be food in my house. Will a man rob God? God is the last person I'd want to rob. God is saying, you've done so well. No, you've, now you've let yourselves be sidetracked. Okay, who is the sidetracker? 
This was something the whole community, all Israel was to do. And when they all did this, the whole community would be blessed together. The side tracker is the old enemy. First of all, we need to realize there was the community responsibility. We are all to respond, and how we respond is our responsibility. Let's get the picture right. Also, a community blessing. See, we're not individuals. We live in a community. We're members of Bayside. And verses 10b to 12, test me in this. Test me, says God. Go on, test me. See if you can do better than I can. See if you can outgive me. Boy, we'd have a job. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. See if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing there will not be room enough to store it. Family, I don't know about you. That's what I want. I want floodgates of blessing, Lord. Oh, oh, God is so good. I, will I not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it's ripe, says the Lord Almighty. And all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land says the Lord Almighty, test me. The Hebrew bachan, which is used to test metals, test me. See how valuable I will be to you. I will send an abundance, the floodgates of heaven. The first reference to this is in Genesis 7:11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, on the 17th day of the second month, on that day, all the springs of the great deep burst forth, and the floodgates of the heavens were opened. Have anybody here seen the Noah movie? One or two? Anybody going to see it? Good. Well, um... I've got a word of advice for you from Rob. He said that I understand you have to arrive early because the ushers are only allowing two at a time to go into the cinema. <laughs> Psalm 78, verses 23 and 24. He gave a command to the skies above and opened the doors of heaven. He rained down manna, bread, for the people to eat. He gave them 
the grain of heaven. When we pray the Lord's Prayer, we say, send us each day our daily bread. And it's also protection. Protection. Rebuking the devourer. Verses 11 and 12. God says, I will prevent pests devouring your crops. Uh, if you uh, want to modernize that, I will stop things happening to the work that you do that will turn it wrong or destroy it. And the vines in your fields, the fruit of your labors. I will not cast their fruit, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. Now notice this is in an agricultural context. They were agricultural people. Well, we are more industrialized and officized. But uh, where rain was the necessity then, God's blessing is a necessity now. Father God will rain down his blessings upon us. And that is when we begin to get it right. You needn't look this up unless you want to, but 1 Peter 5, verses 8 to 9, say, be self-controlled, in control of yourself. Don't let somebody else control you. Be self-controlled and alert. For your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Note, doesn't say our enemy, the devil, is a roaring lion. He is not a roaring lion. He's a raging liar. And we have the armor the whole armor of God to protect us from the evil one. Now, I think we went through this, one of my messages. He's not a roaring lion. He's a raging liar, looking for someone to devour. Okay, well, don't let him eat you. Resist him. How? Standing firm in the faith because you know that your brothers and your sisters throughout the world are undergoing exactly the same kind of sufferings. Now, all this is Old Testament. I know that, and people will say, but does it apply in the new? Yes, it does. God doesn't alter. It's one Bible. And what is the New Testament application? Bringing the whole tithe, in addition to offerings, is the responsibility of all believers in order to make sure the church community that we are a part of is fully provided for, healthy, and effective in outworking the vision that God has given us. I like that definition. And in return, God promises he will abundantly bless 
and protect our community to such an extent even those outside the community are going to know the difference. I remember our biggest challenge when Father God called us to leave pastoring and go into traveling ministry. I may have said this before, forgive me if I have, there may be some here who haven't heard it. And God said, I want you to rely totally on me. Step out by faith. We step out in faith on the basis of the truth of the Word of God. What I like about those two words, faith and truth, is I, God, is in the middle of faith, and you are in the middle of truth. Step out, he said. Step out in faith and in truth. And he said, I want you never to ask for invitations. I will fill your diary. I want you never to ask for offerings. I will keep your bank balance in the black. And I shared it with Alice. And at first, she wasn't very happy. She, ladies, there's always that sort of uncertainty. Yes, but what if? Well, God doesn't listen to yes, but what if? Because he's what? He's him. He's God. And she went away and prayed. And she came back and she said, you know, traveling like that might be very interesting. It might be an adventure, say, for a couple of years. Family, we traveled around Australia and around the world by faith for 21 years. And we never lacked a thing. In fact, generally, we were much better off than we'd ever been in our lives before. The right, Alice? She's nodding her head. I think she's asleep. <laughs> no, she's not. This is our God family. He says, test me. Put me to the test. Okay, he probably doesn't want all of you to travel by faith. That was just Alice and myself. But he's got something that he's planned for everyone. Test me, he says. Test me and see if I will not open the floodgates of heaven. Family, we have been battling the floodgates of heaven, trying to swim against the tide. And we still are. From 1977 onwards. Do you know that will soon be 40 years? Whoa. Oh, well. And there are other considerations, but I'm coming to an end. You'll be pleased to hear. What about when one partner is a believer and the other isn't? Of course, it depends which partner is the believer. But generally, I've found in over 50 years of ministry, it's the wife who's the believer 
and the husband who's having difficulty. Okay, then tithe on the housekeeping. He gives it to you for housekeeping, so you are in charge and you can tithe on it. Involve him, or him involve her, in community engagement. One non-believing husband was asked if he would give something towards the, the Christmas lunch, which we have in Bayside, uh, sponsoring a table, $150 a table. He said, uh, oh yes, he said, I can do that. I'll sponsor three tables. And he sponsored three tables at the last Christmas lunch. And then came along to be part of it. And afterwards, he himself said, it opened my eyes to, watch, to what the gospel was all about. Love. And who is love? God is love. And then there's our forever home in South Africa. Get involved in that. Matt's place, St. Chad's Church here in Chelsea. Ask any of the staff and they'll tell you all about this. If you're away a lot or your giving is inconsistent, then there's direct debit, there's push pay, Jay mentioned that, or was it Stewie? Stewie. The church ministry can continue even when you're not here. Rob gave this illustration, and with this I'll finish. Christy loves plants. He's got plants all over the place, he said. But she forgets to water them. <laughs> so Rob has taken on the job of watering the plants. And so all is well. See? Working together. Alice and I, we've always worked together, haven't we, Lum? We haven't always agreed, but we've always worked together. Can I finish very quickly with a, a little story which I like? It, it shows even when a man is listening, he might still get it wrong, but then it could work the other way as well. But a man asked his wife what she'd like for her birthday. Oh, I'd love to be 10 again, she replied. So on the morning of her birthday, he arose early, made her a nice big bowl of Cocoa Pops, and then took her off to the local theme park. What a day! He put her on every slide in the park, the death slide, the wall of fear, screaming monster, roller coaster, everything there was. Five hours later, she staggered out of the theme park. Her head was reeling, her stomach felt upside down. Right away, he took her to McDonald's, where her loving husband ordered her happy meal with extra fries and a refreshing chocolate shake. Then it was off to the movies, the latest Star Wars epic, a hot dog, popcorn, all the Coke she could drink, and her favorite lollies and MMs. What a fabulous adventure it was. And finally, 
Clutching her husband's arm, she wobbled home and collapsed into bed exhausted. He leaned over his precious wife with a big smile and lovingly asked, well, dear, what was it like to be 10 again? With her eyes slowly open, her expression suddenly changing, she said, I meant my dress size. <laughs> but you see, that is an example of an extravagant husband. We have an extravagant father. Don't just tell him your dress size. Tell him everything about you you can, because he loves you so much. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed listening to this weekly message audio podcast. If you'd like to listen to more messages and find out more information, check out our website at www.baysidechurch.com.au. Church has changed. Check it out.